Welcome back to the Women's Rights Network. That was the Women's Week that was. A correction first. Last week, we reported that an SNP leadership candidate, Kate Forbes, was in the firing line because of her desire to ditch the misguided Gender Reform Repeal Act. Of course, we meant the Gender Recognition Reform Act. Apologies for any confusion caused. If only it were repealed. So let's take a look at this last week for women. The emphasis has been on keeping men out of women's prisons and on safeguarding children in our schools. But let's start by celebrating women in history. Women's History Month. To mark Women's History Month, Women's Rights Network will be tweeting about some of the amazing women who've made significant contributions to their communities and to the world, in the arts, in politics and in science. So do keep an eye on our WRN Twitter feed and on the hashtag Women's History Month. We've had some good news about men in women's prisons. Last week, Dominic Raab, the Justice Secretary, announced that he would be changing official guidance so that not only will rapists and sex offenders be excluded, but, quote, transgender women convicted of violent offences will also no longer be held in mainstream women's prisons, end quote. The new rules came into force this week. You can find links from our WRN Twitter feed to The Times, The Guardian, The Telegraph. And of course, those links are in our email review of the week. The Justice Secretary's change of heart was surely influenced by public outrage when it was discovered that violent men, including rapists and sex offenders, were being housed within the female prison estate. Thank you to all the women and our male allies who protested this cruel practice. Follow the Twitter hashtag KPSS to follow the protests and the debate. Sadly, some politicians still fail to understand how important single-sex prisons are for the dignity and safety of women prisoners. David Lammy, for example, is still talking about trans women who are vulnerable and about the importance of the discredited risk assessment. We view the Justice Secretary's announcement as another step forward in the right direction, but we would like to see no man, whatever his crimes, imprisoned with women. We will keep up the pressure until this happens. Children protest. Uniform checks, toilet policing and mixed-sex toilets. Last week saw sporadic protests by schoolchildren in schools across the country, loosely coordinated via TikTok. The focus of discontent were varied, but seemed to centre around the removal of single-sex toilets, the draconian policing of schoolgirls' skirt lengths, the unilateral imposition of gender-neutral uniforms, and in some schools, the embarrassment of having to provide a red card for menstruating girls who need unscheduled toilet breaks. According to reports in the Daily Mail, this is what one girl said about mixed-sex toilets. We don't think it's fair. Girls in our school are not comfortable. People think it's funny to unlock the doors whilst you're in there. While we don't condone violence, vandalism or disruption, 
were pleased to hear children and young people are speaking out. Are you trying to tackle the introduction of unisex, aka mixed sex, toilets in your child's school? You can find out how one parent managed to reverse the policy in her daughter's school. We have a new blog post, Keep School Toilets Single Sex. Safeguarding in schools, questions and actions. Last week, WRN members held a Zoom call with the Safe Schools Alliance to find out how they were tackling the gender ideology infesting our classrooms. One of their key messages was to tackle the issue by pointing out the safeguarding risks to children. You can find out more by visiting the Safe Schools Alliance UK website, where you'll find useful resources, including template letters if you need to write to your child's school. Safeguarding in schools, MPs ask questions. Miriam Cates asked the Secretary of State for Education, Gillian Keegan, when the new guidance on teaching gender ideology in schools will be released. And there was an obfuscating answer. We're disappointed by the Minister's inability to answer the question clearly, but are grateful the question was raised. Let's have a listen to it. OK. Mr Speaker, at least 80% of schools now have children with trans identities, up from just a handful a decade ago. Vulnerable children, especially those who are autistic, have been abused or are in care, are significantly overrepresented among children who report safeguarding, uh, who report gender distress. But instead of safeguarding these children, many schools continue, possibly unlawfully, to encourage or affirm these children's transition, leading them down a potentially irreversible path towards sterility and exploitation. This is the safeguarding scandal of our generation. And yet the department still has not produced this uh, guidance for schools, d- despite the reports of Dr Hilary Cass. What are the delays to this safeguarding uh, guidance being produced? I thank my honourable friend for a question. I, I wouldn't say there are delays, but we are working right now to get it right. And I'm sure that my honourable friend will be uh, also uh, speaking to the Equalities Minister to make sure that uh, uh, all the views are represented. You know, it's very important that we uh, do... Uh, protect those who are victims of bullying and hate-related bullying, uh, such as those also with special educational needs. As we know, there is a lot of uh, crossover between those that are are different for different ways, uh, for different reasons, but get an increased amount of bullying, and we must do everything to stop this. With 80% of schools now supporting at least one child who thinks they are transgender, according to the MP. This is now a matter of some urgency. Nick Fletcher MP asked the Prime Minister about organisations such as Stonewall teaching gender ideology in schools. He raised the issue of this unscientific, ideological education being taught in our schools. And the Prime Minister promised to ensure a meeting with the relevant minister. Let's have a listen. Thank you, Mr Speaker. A school in my constituency was complaining that they cannot afford to turn the heating on. Yet this school and others are spending money on PSHE materials by organisations such as Stonewall and Jigsaw that are educating our boys and girls that they may not have been born in the right body or have an inner gender identity. Would the PM meet with me to see how we can stop this unscientific ideological education being taught in our schools and get our children learning what they should be learning in a warm, safe place. 
Oh, Mr Speaker, we have boosted school funding by around £2 billion in each of the next two years, uh, which will help schools manage their energy costs. Uh, but we do expect schools to take responsible and sensible decisions on their RHSE materials and making sure that those materials are age-appropriate, suitable, politically impartial and value for money. I look forward to discussing this with him in the future and I will sure that he gets a meeting with the relevant minister. We're grateful to those MPs who are brave enough to raise the indoctrination of our children in Parliament and hope the ministers responsible realise how serious the situation has become. Meanwhile, on the Isle of Man, the teaching of sex education in schools has been suspended and an investigation instigated after it was revealed that children were being taught that there were 73 genders and were being traumatised by age-inappropriate sex information. Who was the teacher responsible? A drag queen, apparently. You can read the report in The Telegraph. We applaud the Isle of Man's speedy response. Will England, Wales and Scotland take a close look at what's been taught in schools? And will they take swift action if necessary to stop further damage happening to young children? We have some new postcards and you know you want one. Do you know someone who's bravely spoken up for women and children or who's been a fierce champion of women's rights? Why not give them a big thank you by sending them one of our thank you postcards. They are gorgeous. There are lots of ways to support the Women's Rights Network. You can donate directly to the Women's Rights Network via the website. You can buy a number of different beautiful postcards. There are leaflets. Do subscribe to this podcast, to the YouTube channel, follow us across social media, let your friends know, And if you are subscribing to the email reviews, brilliant. Please forward them on to your friends. And if you aren't yet subscribed to the email reviews, do so now. Our merch shop is currently having a refurb and it's going to take us a little while to get that sorted. So our apologies that at the moment the merch isn't available, but we are on it and we should be back with a beautiful new merch store soon. Thank you for listening to... That was the Women's Week that was with the Women's Rights Network. See you next week.